Moo and good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson, and I am joined today by Jeff Aldrich. Jeff, what are you drinking? I am drinking a bootlegger. It is a apparently was invented in Minnesota here. Um, it's uh, it, it, apparently during the Prohibition when, you know, when some of the booze wasn't so great, so they tried to cover up some of the flavor. But it's um, it's uh, basically lemon and lime juice, you know, a, a, a simple syrup or agave, and then you know a little bit of club soda and your choice of you know gin, vodka. You can do whiskey. I actually have a strawberry infused uh, gin with this one at this point. So it's a it's pretty it's a lovely summer drink. That sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> it, it, it actually is quite good. My neighbor makes a great, and she gives, she gives out the mixed part of it, just like the lemon lime and 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 the, you, know, you just put the booze in it and go, you know, periodically because you know, and that's where I got introduced to it. And I was like, this is really good for summer when it's hot and sticky. And what's like, uh, what's, what's the prohibition part? Like they can't tell that it's got booze in it because all the fun juice, or I, I think it was, you know, there's some really strong flavors around it, so that you could cover up bad booze if you wanted to. I, I don't think you need uh-huh. to. I mean, I, I've done it with some really nice gins, and it's quite lovely. I mean, you can obviously tweak the the, the proportions and. And adjust how you want it, but cool. All yeah, right. well, we should be. You should get a recipe. We should post that link in the show notes. <laughs> okay, I will do that. Or in the Facebook comments. <laughs> uh, and with me also is Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? I was going to be boring until we got to this part of the the show, and and Jeff uh, was had something fun. So I ran to the fridge real quick and grabbed a Golden State Cider Company Radical Guava. Um, so it's a guava cider. What makes the guava radical? Uh, it's also got cayenne. Oh, I think it's guava and cayenne. Yeah, very spicy. It's, that's how you. That's how you radicalize fruit. Give it some. Give it some cayenne pepper. Yep. Good. Look, capsaicin will get you jumping. Well, this is an afternoon record, so unfortunately, it is 100% boring, Brent, this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I was going to be boring, but because I'm going to be racing in an hour and a half, but you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, uh, let's get into it. First race of the week, Herd Summer Racing League. We are on uh, season 2.1, race four. So Maryline has categorized this. So this is the last week of this little four-week mini-series with our uh, compound score categorization. I've actually done two of these, so I'm probably actually even at the bottom because I'm in A. There's probably like only like three people that did every race. So... <laughs> So in any event, um, did you race today? No, I haven't. I, 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 I'm going to try and get into race two, hopefully. Okay. Um, I did, I did do last week. Did I, I don't, I think I did it after we recorded. I think I did race two. Anyway, I finished fourth. I was like seventh on the road. Oh no, I did it. I did it like Sunday morning. I did it like the last one and I, I got, I got dropped on like the second lap. Did every other one solo finished like seventh or eighth on the road, but finished fourth overall because I hit all the sprints. And of course, some donkey did like 4.3, just the whole race. Yeah. Last and week then... was was brutal. Oh, uh, I couldn't mine... even hold the B wheels. No, mine probably went pretty similarly to yours. I actually got dropped after sprint one with the Bs, uh, but basically sat up and let the C group catch on lap two or three and did all my sprints with the C's. And then I couldn't hold the C's later in the race. So for those who don't know, we should explain HSRL real quick. Um, This is points racing. So, you know, and it's segments fastest through all the segments and then double points at the end. So 
it's it's not a you know you got to collect your points on those segments. If you just go at four point whatever your threshold is through the whole race, you're not you're not going to do well on on the fastest throughs, and you might finish high, but you're not going to in, in you know in the scratch racing, but it's not going to count for in, in the final results because people with points will go over you. So yeah. So last week was uh, downtown Dolphin and had sixteen sprints, um, <laughs> and despite being dropped on lap one, uh, I think I finished about. 12th out of 20 somewhere in there because i was actually getting pretty decent uh sprint points yep that was basically the same for me as i finished fourth out of eight days because i sprinted and three of them didn't <laughs> mm-hmm. so let's see 10th actually wow nice yep. and this week's course is the london pretzel if i'm not mistaken yes london pretzel for 56.1 kilometers which, which scared uh, me right out of that race <laughs> I will be doing it, but I don't think that my uh, my sprints are going to make up for the fact that I am getting dropped like a bad habit on those two climbs. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I guess it's sprint first, so you do it 17 kilometers hit mall sprint reverse. So that's you're going to go around the hairpin, and then there's kind of like a little left hand, not a 90 degree bend, but kind of like a 45 degree bend, and then um, the sprint is about 300 meters after that. The sprint's finish is about 300 meters after that. So it's a, I think that one's a 200 meter sprint. So yeah, about 100 meter past that bend is going to be the start of your green line. Um, so again, that's a full tail gun, I would think. It's a bit of a, it's slightly uphill, if I remember correctly, right? That's the uphill. Forward is downhill, yeah. reverse yeah. is a little bit uphill. Yeah. And then you're going to pedal around for another 15 kilometers of London. Good times. Yeah, it'll be, what, 45 minutes into the race before you ever get to a a climb of note. Yeah, and then the race will start (laughs) where you start with Fox Hill, which, I mean, it's just kind of steep and steady the whole way. Really, Fox? Like, there's not a lot of trick to it. I think the trick on this one is uh, if you are with people, don't uh let off over the crest because you do come back down over the top and have a little flat uh so if you've got the wheels there make sure that you don't yeah don't let off too soon i think that is a very good tip yeah this one ends ends with actually a downhill into a flat finish for longer than you will ever conceivably imagine when you're on the hill (laughs) and then at 42.2 42.2 kilometers, you're going to be back into the mall sprint forward. So that's, you're going to go under the Admiralty Arch and then a little bit downhill to hit the sprint line and then hammer it from there. And then at 47.5 kilometers, you're going to hit the Box Hill start, which I think the trick of Box Hill, in my experience, is um, the first ramp is the hardest part. If you can stay with your group in the first ramp, you're probably going to make it with them all the way it's a little bit tough when you get to like the long drag but it's only like three four percent on that one compared to the first one which is like six seven percent like it's just it's impossible to catch. let me put it this way you might get dropped later but it's almost impossible to catch them back if you get dropped on the first part yes yes yeah so i usually end up blowing up on that second half of box because i can usually keep up with whatever pace for a few minutes but it it does drag a little long for you know it's a Eight minute climb, seven minute, depending on. I mean, actually, yeah. that's that's a good, uh, reasonable thing to take a look at. Like, what are the expected climb times for different um, different categories? 
Um, so my fastest on Fox was around seven A's in the five minute range B's in the six minute range, uh, seven, probably eight, eight ish for D's for Fox. And then a similar, but maybe a little longer for box. Um, so I think, yeah, I think A's can get her done in low sixes. Yeah, so the fastest A's that I'm seeing are in the six range, B's in the six and a half to seven, well, seven-ish range. Uh, fast C's in eight, and probably fast D's in nine. Yep, I got South starting. And then back to the finish. At, the finish line is at the Classique finish? No, the London finish. The, the orange London yeah. finish. Mm -hmm. there. Yep, by yeah. the pens. Okay. So you come down and you go back across the the bridge and then just finish right at the, um, yeah, the finish line. Trip up the escalator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, it's a long race. Most people are probably not going to be uh, with enough other people uh, from their category that there's going to be a lot of attacking on the escalator. I think that's probably. Right. Have you ever seen anyone make an attack from the escalator stick? I've never seen it. Uh, no. I think that this is another one of those things where uh, it's in small groups. I think it's doable, and I think it's going to be more doable as the new pack dynamics um, mm -hmm. get get adjusted. So. The other mm -hmm. fun thing is that little kicker. Is you, after after you finish the box hill climb, there's that little kicker that yeah. if you want to try to get away from somebody or if you if you if you got some got a couple of friends and you got to want to get away from the rest of the group, if you can push over that to get on the into the downhill with some draft, you might be able to leave some people behind. Yes, it's I've, also a good time to make a catch, in my yes. experience. If you can give one more little squeeze at that little kicker, although. If you've uh, if you've been dropped on Box Hill, uh, it might be tough to then catch yeah. on the little kicker after. Yes. So that brings yeah. up bike choice, um, and obviously depending on where you are, it might if you're all by your, if you're all by yourself, um, and and, want, and and need some points on on the the climbs. I, I think I wouldn't. The thing about like. I, Fox, you might be able to get away with a climber because it is a little more steeper and steady. But but um, Except, my recommendation on Fox is usually Tron anyway. Yeah, so on Fox, the the average is even actually lower gradient than Box on average because you have that downhill and flat at the end. Oh, is Maryline misleading us with her four point eight here? Uh oh, I mean I'm looking at the uh, Zwift Insider and it says two point four k at four point three percent. Oh, okay. She's got um, 4.8, so maybe it was a typo. But, yeah, and it says that on Strava as well. Um, okay, okay. So, it it they're, they're similar averages. Um, it's just, like, it has steeper parts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they're basically both. I mean, they both have not the same start line, but similar elevation start lines with... Um, similar finish line and similar amount of road but yeah yeah i think the fact that it, it does end with a flat means that even then the the climber doesn't make a yeah. lot of sense you're not going to yeah. gain enough time that yeah. 
being on that climbing bike is going to gain you anything. Yeah. So given the fact that the sprints are also important on this, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think it's either Tron or potentially Arrow. Yeah, I think you'd have to be definitely hoping you'd make up your points on the, like, depending on how close you are. I mean, the front of these groups are not going to be decided by more than a second or two, right? So if you think you can, you know, get a couple, two, three guys, but you're going to lose two, three guys and think maybe you can make up some points by taking the sprints down with an arrow. Like, sure. I, I might do... I might do arrow because I'm going to be so far, so far dropped on those climbs that like, it doesn't matter what bike I'm on, but my sprint is strong enough that I might pip a couple of guys um, with a faster bike. Yeah, well, and I mean, it's basically the other thing of the other thing about being on a climber, especially if you're going to go climber from the start, unless you're going to go full solo smash like you don't want to be on a climber for the first 32 no. kilometers right in the flats like you're going to be giving up watts for sure yeah i think i'm actually i'm i'm gonna go full arrow with the hopes that i make it to the first sprint with the group <laughs> i was probably even, of... even a disc like are you a, are you a b sean yeah yeah okay thanks Fair compound enough. score <laughs> yeah tell me about it <laughs> I was thinking for folks maybe who got dropped or, you know, there might be an opportunity to change bikes to a climber or, or to, you know, less, slightly less aero bike. You want aero all the way up to the, to the climb for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's pan flat. Um, yeah. But you know, if, if you're by yourself, you've been dropped, you might, you know, if you want to try to get a little better time on the climb, depends on, you know, if you don't care where you finish at that point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the A's and B's are so fast that like, giving up the arrow even on the those climbs yeah. doesn't make. Maybe in a C or a D, you're a little slower, so you get a little more yeah. out of the lightness. And I'm coming out of it from, from a D, from a D a D Clydesdale perspective. So <laughs> um, it's just the other thing about being a D Clydesdale is those like thirty grams or the hell a lightweight bike on Swift is worth is just not. Yeah, well, it's super relevant. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Like I don't I don't know what like theoretically uh a like for example uh like a, a Trek Athos or a special Athos with lightweight millies on it theoretically weighs in the Zwift world probably something like what five and a half kilos or six kilos like below like the UCI weight right UCI is what six point eight I think the something UCI like regs is six point eight minimum right so you I think those lightweight ones that they're putting in the Zwift are probably something a little under that. So, and I'm something like the, um, the tarmac or the, what's, is it, no, um, Venge, the Venge or the AR or the, yeah. are all are a little lower, but like, uh, are all about a 6.8, <laughs> a little heavier if you put discs on it. Yeah. So, so when you're, yeah, if you're pushing, you know, I'm like 80 kilos, so it's probably not super relevant to me. If you're pushing a hundred kilos, <laughs> How much does one or two kilos matter? You know, you could decide for yourself. <laughs> it's it's really good that all we have to spend is time riding to get lighter bikes on Zwift because oh, yes. in because uh for some reason in, in the real world, people will spend ten thousand dollars to get something that is one kilo lighter rather than I mean, like you said, it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> yep. 
But yeah, it's, especially if you're like our level of competition, I mean, maybe it does matter if you're Jonas yeah. Vingegaard smashing yeah. up some climb. But yeah, yeah. All right, so that's HSRL. Last one. Um, should we just say quickly, like there will be a new HSRL starting? I think right away. It's but we be... don't have a series yet. Um, uh, it's I know I can just say based on the stuff I've seen, maybe it's not been officially released. That will be I think it's gonna be called the McCurry Curry Mayhem, something like that. It's gonna be four routes in McCurry. The categorization I think will be off map only. Z map, yeah, Z map, yep. and but probably um, based on Z map watts per kilo is my guess. Yes. Not not ZMAC compound score. Yes. Didn't Marieline put something in the chat? Yep. So it's looking like, oh, sorry, the McCurry getaway, chasing the sun, four sprints, and the KOM. I'm not sure if that's rooftop KOM or... What's the... You said chasing the sun? Yeah. I have to look that one up. I'm I'm on it. Well, you will, Sean looks that up. The other one is going to be rooftop rendezvous, eight laps with eight times the rooftop KOM, like that. So just Temple evil. KOM. So it so this temple. one has alley sprint, railway sprint, country sprint, Temple KOM, tower sprint, reverse. Okay, but one of those. So maybe one of those is not timed. He says here. So one of those may not be actually like the yeah. right route to get the time on it. Maybe that Temple when you come in halfway through or something. Uh yeah. no. Okay. That's just that's the chasing the sun route. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there's one KOM not time. So I think I assume it's just the dirt we're gonna time. So bike swap and all that good stuff. Island hopper, two laps, thirty-five point nine kilometers, eight sprints. So I assume that's island hopper will be boardwalk and tide pool or boardwalk and she's again. It's we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, but yeah. it's got some sprints. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, Neokio all nighter, twenty four point three kilometers, four sprints, and a KOM. So yeah, and we will have Pack Dynamics four point one enabled. Mm -hmm. And perhaps even this week, uh, I did I did see that uh, Marieline said something about she may have made a mistake in setting the race <laughs> up. And so we may have pack dynamics 4.1 this week because uh, I don't know if James had time to Fix it. flip it off. Guess so, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you're getting away. Maybe it's odd. So, you know, this might be the week where you, uh, where you attack away. <laughs> Except for, to address RL, <laughs> trying to get in the <laughs> Attack at the end. Attack at the end on the escalator. Tell us if you make it. That brings us to herd beginner racing. Herd beginner racing is a scratch. Yep. Sorry. Yes, scratch race. So fastest to the finish line. Only available to D's with and with four four D yeah. categories. Four specialized categories in the D's. Yep. So you'll be, you'll be racing as people who are very close to your own ability. And yeah, the course is San Sequoias. What do we got on San Sequoias there, Jeff? It is um, the uh, the uh, Fuego Flat Sprint, the, the forward, the short one. And then um, you go up into, the, into the, the Titans Grove and you've got the KOM in there. Um, there's, there's a rise before it. So don't, you know, you know, 
but it was, this is a scratch race. So it's not fastest through. So you just ha hang with your, your groups and, you know, th those would be good places to attack on that. There's a little rise out, on the, out of the cold to Saddle Springs out of the desert. Um, there's the rise you know, going into um, Titans Grove. And then there's the actual KOM itself where you know, are going to be the li likely split points. There's a little bit of a rise on the way back down from K Titans Grove. If you're, you know, want to catch some people out, but then it's pretty downhill and flat from there on out. Well, is this thing 16.37? So is that, I think this oh. is going to end at the top of Titan. Ooh, sorry. Am I getting that right? No, 16.37 kilometers. Yeah, it says custom finish for 16.37. No, that's going to be I'm somewhere, according to the side, that'll be somewhere on the, the descent out of Titan's Grove. Except there's Here. a. Except the lead in. 4K lead in. Oh, the lead in. I keep forgetting the lead in. Yep. So it might be just after the KOM, yeah. but. Yeah. Somewhere in that neck of the woods. Yeah. So definitely a good one to try and, you know, if, if you're a beginner, really try and push it on, especially the end of that climb on Titans. Go get we, a win. We've been, we've been getting some decent, you know, the summers, it, it, the nice weather is you know, hurting the numbers a little bit in HBR, but we're still getting some decent fields for Ds, and it's cool to have a chance for the, you know, to feel like you're at the front of a race for a change with the custom categories. So uh, if, if you're new to racing out there, you know, get, get, come on and give it a try. It's very encouraging bunch. You know, everybody's you know, helping each other out. And if you're new to racing, you can ask questions. And there's, you know, Nathan uh, Tracto or, or you know, I, I'm on there. Some other people are more than happy to answer questions and, and help you learn, learn about racing. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's one of the best things we've done in the herd in the last year. So it's great. And that will bring us to, I think climbers gambit for the week is yeah. the race for, this is our second try i think we got all the kinks worked out hopefully in the two combined it seems like it did yeah chris had some uh it, apparently it didn't work initially and then uh he didn't actually change anything and then it updated and everything got fixed and so uh, apparently it like swift power is eventually working right but uh still who knows? Don't don't trust the uh, don't trust the initial. Um, yeah. Yeah, give it a day or two to results. shake itself out. Yeah. <laughs> but I um, guess the I guess the interesting thing is, um, or the one thing that I don't know that he ever solved that I asked about is like, there's no way to check your time against all the other races just on that race. So you don't know which place you finished just for that race because this is of course all you got to race all four of them. It's all combined time and stuff. So. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, um, so I this one is Scotland one has sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was uh, indisposed, so I also did not. Um, this week though. Yeah, this week we've got uh, three little sisters, and the climbs are going to be the Zift, Zwift KOM and the Titans Grove KOM, um, and you the finish will be about a K after the Titans Grove KOM. So again, got a ride to the finish. Um, just as a reminder, this is Climbers Gambit is the is our climbing race where only the time on the climbs counts. Uh, and for this race and last week's race, it is the combined time over the two climbs. Um, there is, I mean, this is one where you have 14k 13k between climbs 
Um, but, you know, I think that Chris has said, like, scouts honor, right? Like, do your climb and then do the second climb within a reasonable amount of time. Ride to it and do it. Don't just, yeah. like, get off your bike and recover. And, yeah. Um, but uh, the Zwift KOM, everybody knows it. 900 meters at 5%, but with two kind of steep pitches and and a little bit of a respite in the middle. Uh, and then Titans Grove KOM is, well, that's wrong. Uh, it's about, oh, it's the Titans Grove forward. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah. the same one that, that you do in Sand and Sequoias. So it's 2.6K at 2.2%. So yep. this might actually be one that you want to do a bike swap uh, in the middle. Um I I will be doing this and I'll probably be going climbing bike on the Zwift the Zwift KOM. Um I might look and see what my times have been and what I like what speed I expect to do on average, but for the Titans Grove, you'll definitely want to be on like your fastest TT bike. Yeah. Yeah, it it's very draftable the whole way up and and you know, even the finish is not no draft though. Oh right, sorry, no draft. <laughs> no okay, draft it's very yeah. fast anyway. Yeah. Well, I, well, and... you say that then, so it's TT bike. It's like a P. That's what Josh said. I said, yeah, yeah, right. fastest fast TT. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know what the. So that's right. why I'm saying, like, I'm gonna check what the speeds are on Hilly KOM, uh, because then it's a question of climber Tron. Arrow, well, or TT. Um, and... That would be a, That would be an upgrade I would like to get. This with power is bike, bike and wheels. Mm -hmm. I think that would be super interesting data. But I guess maybe they don't do it just so we have reasons to go cl clicking on Zwift Insider. <laughs> yeah. So my personal fastest times are all in the low two minutes, which is somewhere in the fifteen mile an hour range. Uh, so twenty four ish 23 to 25 kph which probably isn't fast enough to make sense as a on the tt bike and then it's a question of okay which bike does make sense um so i'll probably go tron on the um hilly kom and then switch over to uh fastest tt and if you don't have a tron you know all-rounder you know the aeroed and the and the uh DT Swiss wheels, low end DT Swiss wheels are pretty pretty good option for a long time. And don't forget, get your warm up in because that first KOM comes it's up fast. Right there, out the gates. Oh, there is no, okay. yeah. I'm the worst for that. <laughs> That's your warm up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah no warm up on the KOM at 480 watts. <laughs> Ouch. I would too. I don't lie. I think that brings us to the Mountain Goats, which, oh, Bambino Fondo. The bane yeah. of my existence. Oh, yeah? Just, just... just climbing in general. Oh, oh. I was going to say, next week is Ventop, so. Yeah. <laughs> this one's, this one's actually not bad at all um, in terms That's... of a, in terms of the, the Mountain Goats races. This is probably one that has the, least kind of climbing per kilometer. Mm -hmm. 
so this route does, it's essentially the flat route, the hilly route, road to ruins and volcano climb all kind of strung together. Um, you do do the hilly KOM, uh, the climb into and out of the uh, jungle, and then you finish on the volcano climb. Yeah. And so this is not Bambino Fondo 2022. This is the regular Bambino Fondo or old Bambino Fondo. Uh, seen, right? That's if it's the 50 something K. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. So the finish is on the volcano, but you do a lot of flat stuff in the desert for a mountain goat, say. No desert. It's all in the. Oh, okay. Um, so that's regular the... Bambino Fondo. Who knows? <laughs> it's It's one of them. <laughs> Yeah. And we call ourselves experts. Oh, Lord. I've never no, called myself. No, that. we're just donkeys with microphones. <laughs> Don't let anybody on these podcasts. Good grief. Exactly. Okay, I got it. Oh, yeah, this one goes down through the jungle and back up. Assuming we know which one we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Well, it'll be, <laughs> let us know in the comments <laughs> which one so, it was. So if, you, if you go in the jungle, that, that's definitely a bike swap time. Yep. Uh, again, depending on yeah because of the type of race it is it really depends on what you need to do to stick with the group because you you'll need to swap back off yeah. of a gravel bike to do the finish mm -hmm. so if everyone's just riding just ride that's true. sure if everybody's on their road bikes you could think you're just as likely to keep up on the road bike as you are to drop them on a mountain bike on a bike swap that's true True, true. And they're probably not going to be very big groups either. So yeah. it'll be interesting enough for that. And then again, the Stampede is on hiatus this week, but we did announce as a preview that Stampede will be back for the week of July 15th, 16th, and 17th. So we're going to have um, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday time slots for that. Which is awesome. Nice. New slots. Yeah. So we, we took over the Climbers Gamut Saturday slots. Okay. Because they're going to pause for four weeks and everyone's going to go do Stampede. Got it. The... All right. Well, I guess I'll be doing Stampede now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the Watopia Summer Shootout. I think I called it. I can't remember. But um, basically, it's four routes. It's classic TT stuff. We'll get into it next week, but that's what's coming up. So, yeah, we're going to finish Climbers Gamut this week. Then the next four weeks will all be Stampede, total time, GC, just across the whole thing. So, the Stampede yeah, is our fun. individual time trial race series. Right. Which brings us to Bullseye. This week is Bridges and Boardwalks for God only knows some terrible number of sprints. Uh, four laps for nine sprints. Um, kill, kill Jeff with sprints race. Yeah, so Bullseye is points at the across line. First across the line at each sprint point during the race. So four laps of Bridges and Boardwalks and then points at the finish as well. So basically a sprint every 3K one of which is at the top of the Shisa climb. Oh, so that does make it interesting because you can break people on that Shisa climb. I have been broken on the Shisa climb several times. Especially for for uh, Bullseye, which is first across the line rather than yeah. fastest through. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's, go that's essentially going to be a climb effort rather than a sprint effort. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely get to that line by breaking people and then you can just regroup and do the descent or whatever. It gives you flashbacks to the uh, the Scotland crit course, Glasgow crit course, and yeah. sprints and climbs and yeah. 
Well, that climb is this one's a little longer, so there's yeah. a little rise up, and then it is about a fifteen hundred meter, twelve hundred meter climb, give or take. And that's the dirt that climb, right? I don't think they are. I think they're just sand, they, isn't that? I think so. I think they're dirt. Hang on. So they look like that... it, but I I think that they do they roll like sand. I think like... the sand definitely does. I think the sand is down at, at 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 sea level. I think the stuff that goes up is all actual dirt and and slows you down. I think, but I'm totally blanking now. Yeah, I I just know I did this. I can't remember where we just were on. We just did some race that had Shisa in it. Can't remember what it was. And I remember thinking, here comes the dirt, and it never showed up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at least on the Zwift Insider page for the route, it doesn't say anything about the uh, mm -hmm. gravel. And um, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I won't uh, risk watching the Zipton Slider video and putting sound into the podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in some ways, it doesn't really matter because it's across the line. So, I mean, if you can draw people in the dirt, you can draw people in the dirt. But otherwise, you're still going to want to be on your aero bike to go win the sprint at the top. So, yep. Um, and, and I mean, as much as you got to win that climb kind of in some ways to win it, it's still not that steep. You're still going to want to be on your aero bike because you're also going to want to try and do boardwalk points and finish points, which are all flat, flat, flat. So, and that's the ninth sprint is the finish sprint. So it's four times. It's four. She says four. Tide pools or boardwalk. Pardon me, boardwalk, boardwalk, and boardwalk, then yeah. and then uh, the finish for nine sprints. And that is the week of herd racing, which brings us to around the horn. We're gonna do two topics first. Let's let's talk about Zwift play a bit, Jeff. You you got Zwift sure. plays. You like them. I did. I, I and I'll, you know, I'll, I will state right up front. I'm an Apple TV user, so you know I don't have the keyboard and other things. And and you know and, and that remote, as everyone well knows, is uh, from the devil. So um, adding the Swift Play to the Apple TV in particular is very handy. I find you know having the access to a lot of the functions and everything right there under my thumbs, um, super super useful. Even if it's something as simple as giving a uh, returning a ride on, you, you, you feel bad when somebody gives you a ride on, and you can't you can't really give it back. And this gives you a real easy way to do that, you know, to drop ride on bombs, etc. But the steering is to get steering on top of it, so you know, is it, it, super cool. Um, it, it, it's very handy. It, and from my, you know, I've, I've ridden a few a couple races now and, and a few other rides, and from what I can tell, it definitely makes a difference as you steer into the cor into the corners. If you take the short route. You, you know, I, I was without any without adding any extra power. I was gaining on people just by steering over to the to the shorter part of the of, of the trip, and it makes a difference. And then last night I did my first team time trial, WTRL team time trial in a while, and got to pay more attention because we all had steering on, and guys were you know sometimes the guy in the front was thinking, "Hey, I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna cut the, cut the route on short." We didn't didn't warn everybody, and so if you weren't paying attention, all of a sudden you were out of the draft. So. It, it definitely makes you have to pay more attention, which is makes it, the game more engaging to a certain extent. Your 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 brain is 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 having to stay with what's going on. So I, I found it really really fun and and interesting and, and a, an advantage to try to fine tune my position in the draft and, um, and and take the short route as as often as I could. So I'm I'm so far I'm happy with them. I I, I do have to pair it through Zwift Companion uh, because of the limited number of, of Bluetooth slots. 
But and I've had a little bit of I, I figured out a process to get them everything paired up ahead of time. It's it's not it was it was relatively simple, but I've had a couple of times where one of them didn't quite pair. But if, if I do it the right order every time, now now I've got it regular and it's it's working great, and I've had no issues with it since I figured that piece out. But uh, um, so for the team time trials, does you said everybody's on was on the steering? Mm-hmm. Uh, of, that that actually makes makes me think that it might end up being kind of easier to maintain your spot in line. Mm-hmm. Like when you're done at the front, you just pull off, yeah, and then pull back it. Like you don't have to do the like big come off the power and uh, yep. just to drop back. You can kind of you know get off into the wind and and drop the power a little bit until you drop back and then mm-hmm. easily slot back in, which. Is a, I, at least for for me, that's a big difference because the the way that you usually do it, you're you're dropping back through the group and like people might accidentally get onto your wheel and um, mm-hmm. but actually being able to swing off to the side and slow but easily get back into the draft is that seems like a a big a big win. Yeah, uh, but like you said, if 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 you're not paying attention and uh, have you have you figured that um, the what what view do you use when you're doing steering now? I'm still playing around with that. Uh, I've I've been mostly using the third person short so far. I've played with first person a little bit. I'm still kind of getting used to that. I'm not sure if I trust it just because I, I I didn't really use it before, but I'm I want to play with it some more. So I think it might be even you, you a better idea of exactly how close you are. Um, to what's in front of you. Now you see nothing behind you. So if but they, you um, have, but you have now yeah. a button that you can look yes. behind. Yeah, you can do the five second look behind. But, I, but just in terms of slotting in between, sometimes it's nice to see yourself, the right in front of you, and a little bit of what's behind, right behind you in that third yeah. person view. I again, not you know, not enough data yet to make any conclusive um, conclusions. <laughs> uh, that was redundant. Sorry, um, but. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely, it, it adds, adds a, and then the break too. I mean, just having, if, you know, instead of just flying through the group, if you want to maintain your position in line, you just tap the brakes real quick. And it's, it's easier to kind of keep the pace line together than it was before. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I didn't real like, I knew that they mentioned that brakes were a part of it, but like, what, mm-hmm. what is that experience like? And do you think that is something that is going to be, uh, maybe expanded. I think so. I would. I would bet. I mean, at some point, you know, them. If you know, what if they start doing anything with auto? You know, they, they were auto braking in some of the corners. I wonder if they're going to, you know, do something with that at some point. But just you know, but now it it helps with bike bike swaps. I mean, you don't have to go into the pairing, fight, find your way to the pairing screen. You just you know, push on the you know, there's the there's the the two little. Uh, rocker switches basically on right, right underneath your 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 in, index finger right right behind your your brake levers. You you, you pull the right one out, you, you turn right. Pull the left one out, you turn left. Or if either one of them you push in, and it breaks, hmm. and you can just push that in, and it will bring you to a stop pretty quickly. Um, so you, yeah, and you, and you can be navigating to the screen to, to the garage while you're braking, so that you, and by the time as soon as you stop, you can do your bike swap and get back get back going again, and it's all right there under your fingers. Pretty there's quick. Like a, there's a garage specific one. You have to go menu garage. No, they go menu menu. You know, to, to garage. Yeah. But um, so that's pretty. I mean, I, I mean, I do it with my mouse. I can go pretty fast, yeah. but I can probably do it faster like that. 
I know, certainly faster. I used to, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I used to be when if I wanted to bike swap, I, I would not run Apple TV. I'd run it on my iPad instead, and that's just touchscreen, which is which I, I got that, that that was pretty fast. Um, yeah. But the and technically, I'm running the the companion on my iPad when I'm but I, but I can't get can can't get to the garage from there. But um, so overall, I think it's you know I'm excited to see what else they come up with um, in in the process. I mean, is, is, there's two more buttons on the side right now. Those are for for workouts only for doing, you know, like upping or lowering the intensity, but why not remap those during other types of events to, you know, there's other possibilities of how to play with the buttons for different type event types that could bring some interesting, um, you know, new functionality into play. Potentially I could see, you know, I could dream up some stuff. We'll see what, we'll see what Zwift decides to put in the, in the product you know, roadmap, but could get interesting. Have you, did you do like uh, is it repack rush? Yeah, I, yeah. I did that a couple of times. Um, it's it that's that's interesting. It, I think that could be fun to have some more games like that just to give you a different experience. Uh, I'm, I'm I haven't done a ton yet, but you know it, it definitely that's how I got kind of used to steering and braking and um, all over the road. Yeah, it's a little it's, it's kind of fun. I want them to it, implement a uh, version of of the uh, old arcade game Paperboy. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. That would be phenomenal. You guys have seen like the GTA one, right? When they put yeah. the bike into GTA and you could pedal it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just curious. Did, do you guys know, was Z Racing steering enabled this for this round? I'm not sure. I, I just, I, I, so we'll get into the next bit. We'll talk about different so races and stuff. But um, I, I did this e-raising and I got to say, like, there was one point where I was just behind the one guy and I felt like he was trying to shake me like more than I've ever noticed in his Zwift race before that he was like mm -hmm. doing like all over the road. And I was like, I don't have him. So I'm just like, stay on this guy's wheel. Weird digital avatar yeah. guy. I did. Where is it here? I did the, um, the, the one of their beach party events. Yep, and that that had steering enabled on it. Okay, well then that that would that was the same one, yeah, same type of event anyway. Obviously not the same race, but yeah, and it just felt like I couldn't. The guy was shaking me. I mean, he probably was going to draw me anyway, frankly, because he ended up you know, forty seconds up the road from me. But I just couldn't. I mean, I was on a gravel bike. He was on a road bike. Let's be clear. It's <laughs> actually <laughs> a bike swapped. Maybe I don't know, but um, we'll talk about that in a second too. But um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't stick with the guy. It wasn't it was frustrating a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, one of the things that I like as an idea for for the uh steering enabled stuff is the ability to kind of attack from the back. You can mm -hmm. get your speed up in the draft and then swing out so that you're it's it's hard to catch your draft. Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of trying to attack from the front by just swerving left and right all over the road and hoping that the like people behind can't get yeah. into your craft. Uh, I yeah. feel like to do that, uh, you should be speed penalized to some degree. Um, well, you know. I mean, it, it would make sense that if, if you can steer to the shortest part and get and, and gain some time, maybe they have implemented that. Well, I'll have to do some experimentation. That's a good point. Yeah, you should definitely be speed penalized. If you're serving sort of over the place, you're not maintaining your max speed. You're adding distance to your overall ride, so you should slow down. 
look to see if that happens or not. Post in our in the in the show comment in you know, Facebook you know, or whatever you know if if you've if you've tried this and if you have any anecdotal evidence to share. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I think this is you know, obviously this is early days in the whole in this whole area, so we have to see how it all develops and what Swift does with it and how people use it and you know we'll we'll learn more. But I you know I, I think it's an interesting development and and a good add to the game overall. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. The reason I don't have them yet is because I live in the country that Zwift hates, Canada, where we're not allowed to have these fun toys. Yeah, and the only reason I don't is because Zwift hates my bike in particular. Oh, because you're <laughs> campies. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, there's all kinds of stuff they got to work out yet. Uh, you mentioned that you had ridden uh, the Z racing. Yeah, yeah. So I did the Z racing, and we had some comments in the chat about so this route was uh beach i can't remember what the exact route is but it, it does mech island climb six times and then it goes up to oh god oh, fine, fine and sandy fine and sandy that's the one so yep, it, that's it, what it i did too that mech is not island. fine it does it does mech island at the start and then it goes off to the north part and then cuts across uh boardwalk down through tide pool then goes and does yep. mech island at the finish of the lap so that's like two mech yep. isles three laps every time and so steve and i had kind of gone back and forth in the chat about like well maybe you take a gravel bike and craig was like you just gotta win the climb at the end and i was like well let's give her a rip so i put i took a gravel bike and um i made it to the fifth time so i think it, 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 I, at first I was like really skeptical, but I thought I'd try it. And the thing that made me sort of medium convinced that it might work is that it is six climbs. Cause when I first thought it's like, there's no way there's only three climbs, but it's six. So it is, you know, of the 30 some odd kilometers, six of it was in the dirt when you have the advantage. And the only time you don't have the advantage is when you're on the downhill to the flat. Um, so, you know, cause it is even dirt up and down the Mech Island climb. Mm -hmm. So in fact, the part I basically led the catch, on laps one and two when guys would like break on the climb and then I would lead the catch back down because <laughs> I was not trying to shake anyone early because I didn't think I was able to stay away the whole race. But then I, we got into the last lap, the fifth climb at the very start and everybody was just kind of sitting around. So when it hits, there's like kind of a flat dirt patch before you hit the wood, before you go up mm -hmm. the dirt patch. I yep. said, all right, let's go. And I stomped it and I got like halfway up the climb and I'd put nine seconds into the group and then I like, died and could not keep pedaling hard and the group was starting to catch up to me by that point already um so i like i knew they were coming i knew i was not gonna like hold them off indefinitely especially i wasn't gonna hold them off for like eight more kilometers so i like started to slow down and then when they came through me they came by me so fast i could not catch back on yeah. <laughs> i was like uh oh <laughs> so i was dropped at that point i mean i i finished in the middle of the race because we'd already dropped however many people on the first four climbs but um you know so that was a a tv attack yeah sure yeah like, i got my tv you got, time yeah you got you got the uh your sponsors a little bit of tv yeah. time <laughs> yeah I, I i will be there was a point for sure in lap two and it felt like somebody had realized what was happening and had attacked me like because i mean i just sat in the whole rest of the way I, there was no rent to the front aside from all those downhill um, pieces off Mech Isle. So uh, it, there was definitely, it felt like one point in the backside of lap two that somebody had attacked to try and like push the pace, whether that was on me or someone else who knows, but it was hard to, I'll tell you, it felt hard to stay on the group on my, 
uh, gravel bike. And then, um, you know, whether I'd, if I'd been a little more patient and not gone for it, like, I think somebody else would have already attacked that gravel. Like, I think what I should have done is maybe like taken it, not quite gone for the full speed win. I mean, what it's kind of hope is actually like three or four people would come with me and we'd take a few more bodies out the back so that all 15 of them were chasing me but um you know if i just sat in for one more and then tried to break it but it's a long way from the bottom of that dirt climb to get to that finish line 1.4 kilometers um so i don't know i don't know if i would have ever been able to do it i think you got to be awfully strong because basically you end up riding my my analogy was you ride up you're riding tempo right i'm doing like 230 240 and i think the guys in the pat on the flats and the guys in the back are doing like 200 yeah so you know you got to be able to do that and then you, you know as fast as you can go up the climb on the gravel like yeah you can be faster but you got to have a lot in the tank to be able to smash those guys because they can they're they're coming for you yeah you've you turned it into a instead of a like hit punch and recover you turned it into an over under session yeah that's probably about right but then you got to be able to hit that last over hard enough yeah. that you can that you can hold the uh you know that pace essentially. I think basically what you have to do is like hit that like sort of high threshold to low map pace from the start of the dirt climb at the end of the lap all the way to the finish. And that would be a big ask, I think, at the end of a 32 kilometer race. If this was like a one lap race, I'd say a hundred percent you got you got a shot, right? Because you can you can sit in sit in and then break some guys but three laps i think is too far <laughs> probably so anyway the z racing events are fun is that Get in there and do them is that uh event still going uh it might be today might be the last day for route yeah. one got it yeah, I, I did that same one on monday and i had a <laughs> an oops experience to go with it at, right, right about the end of last, I was sticking with the front group. There were about six of us. I was doing well. I, it was my first race in quite a while because of traveling, traveling their life. And then I realized my I was I was running companion on my iPad, which was connecting my play, and I realized the battery was about to die. So I, I had to get off, go get a cord, plug back in, and I lost I, I lost a minute to the front group. And so I, now now I'm in no man's land, and I had to ITT the last two two laps to try to hold off the the group behind. <laughs> which I managed to do, but that hurt a lot. That was a very boring two laps of <laughs> around that, that course all by myself. No, no coffee breaks in racing. No. Uh, it looks like stage one runs through Sunday. Yep. Uh, and stage two is going to be seaside sprint. Then Mech Isle loop and turf and surf. Um, and they, they look like they're each one week, Monday through Sunday. And I think the the scoring for this overall is actually a GC, like it's a total time. So, and you can and you can r race it again. So I I, I could theoretically race, yeah. race it again this weekend and try to improve my time. Um, I'll probably do HBR instead. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, like what you did, you can if you want to do a Tatum, just race it every every day, once a day, the same race for. You know, sorry. Did oh. did you? Uh, did it did this race update your uh z racing score i i mean probably not because i finished like 15th or 16th yeah. or something i think so it I, did because i didn't have one before and now i have one it's, yeah it's nothing to write home about but i have one yeah 
there has Loster been wins, right? Huh? Yeah. yeah. My, my, I mean, mine's the same. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did. I mean, I, yeah, I finished 15th out of 30 riders. I'm not going to get an upgrade. I'm 761 on that. Damn, Brent. 761. Wow, you have three digits in yours. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got like, I still probably in my 90 days, I've got some good HWRs, probably even still theoretically, maybe. Back. So. so, what have you been doing, Sean? Any good races? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I'm still, yeah, still. I, I mean, so starting to come around. Uh, and I did the the downtown. I did HSRL last weekend, and then uh, have been using. Actually, have been using the climb portals as uh a way to do workouts so um i think after yeah after i did uh hsrl last week i did the uh cote de pique um like a 15 minute sweet spot kind of thing um which it is nice being able to do it on the uh indoor trainer where you're at 50 percent difficulty because you know it's steep when you're grinding up a uh, 22% incline at 40%, like a 40 RPM on your, uh, easiest gear at 50%. Like uh -huh. in, in real life, you just fall over. <laughs> um, but on Tuesday, I actually did a two by 20 on, uh, Col de Zeravi, um, which was like, that is, that particular length of of climb is exactly what Zwift doesn't have, right? Like something where you can go do a two by 20 at threshold. Um, there has been nothing until now, um, at least for someone who's in the C range. I, th I think that, you know, the A's have stuff they they can finish in 20 minutes, um, but that's closer to 30 minutes for, for C's. Um, so yeah, the... I, I mean, yes, the, uh, the visuals aren't great, but it's not as bad of an experience as I was kind of expecting. Um, and I do really like the ability to get out and do new climbs as a part of a workout and just do repeats on, um, a different hill. I, I've considered and decided it was dumb, uh, if I wanted to actually race today, but I considered doing um the oh, i'm blanking on the name of the uh but basically the two climbs that were in the tour yesterday tourmalay the well the tourmalay was the second one i'm blanking on yeah. the name of the first one um despan called despan yeah called despan um i i was like you know i mean i could get out and do a uh do a long endurance ride uh with two big climbs um but i wouldn't have wanted to race today But maybe maybe Sunday I'll uh, get out and and just like redo that stage as my endurance ride for Sunday. Have you done any portal climbing, Brent? Yeah, yeah. I rode uh, Cote de Pique um, after Climbers Gambit on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, it's you know, I I still would frankly 
prefer if it went a little um uh like more realistic in the look than all the fun colors, but I get there's resources you gotta invest for that, so whatever. Um yeah, it was you know, I I like the little like segment that breaks it all down so you can see what your power average and all that stuff is. That's cool. Um, you know, it was good. I, I don't I, I think it's nice that it's a thing you can do. It's an option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, like I said, I I think that it it works really well for certain use cases. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going out and you want to do a really fast time on on some segment, like that's a good way of doing it. Or if you're if you're just interested in doing certain types of hill repeats that are not in the game currently, it's another good way of doing it. Yeah, I did I did PK early on, and and about eight tenths of the way up, I realized I was on a on a full aero bike with disc wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ouch! No wonder this hurts." And I stopped and changed to my climber. And boy, I wish I'd seen that sooner. I mean, I think it, I mean, I don't know how they'll integrate it all, but I think it could take some interesting race possibilities. It really right? could. It, it really changes like the routes, right? Because you can like, you just plunk one of these portals in, yeah. and all of a sudden there's a climb in the middle of this race, wherever there didn't used to be one. And that, that these climbs are all so much different than the ones that we have. So all of a sudden, like you can kind of just, I mean, I don't know how they're going to let us do that, right? Like now you pick a route, presumably the portals don't fall in the middle of a route, but you know, if they let you like plunk a portal in the middle of a route, I kind of wonder if they're if they're using this as a way to get stuff into the game really quickly. But then, if there's ride, if there's certain routes or climbs or things that people that people really like, they may actually flesh them out and put them somewhere in the world um, over time. Uh, hard, you know, that's that's a pure speculation on my part. I have no inside information. But it, it, it's a way to get some stuff in quick and then find out what's popular and, and then decide what to do next after that. Well, I, I think all the things that Zwift has been doing, they've, they've changed their development philosophy a little bit to like, let's run a thing out there and see what happens. These controllers, same thing, right? Like they, the braking isn't fully implemented. Steering isn't fully implemented, but let's stick it in there and we'll iron out some kinks. So yeah, see if people like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. One thing I've seen a lot of a number of questions in the in the various herd Facebook groups, but um, there was some confusion of how to get it, you know, how to get to certain climbs in the portal. And and the thing to note is if you navigate your way off of a of a ride and just drive into a portal, there's only one climb available at any given time, and both portals go the same to the same climb. If you want to pick your climb, you have to do that from the game screen where, where and and choose you know choose the portal as your your world you're going to or whatever and then 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 you can um pick 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 a pick pick the climb you want so if, if that's important to you just be you know be aware of that little that little navigation wrinkle yeah yeah and there's like a little event with the climb event if you do the two that are from the current mm -hmm. tour to france you can get i don't know a badge or something there are a bunch of events going on right now um oh, yeah. of of uh, challenges or what, what do they call them um missions missions yeah i can never remember what the current nomenclature is yeah the fourth challenge slot is still sitting there with, with a lock on it now we, we're all wondering if they're ever going to put anything in that or not but yeah exactly yeah and i guess there's some herd races we've been doing the latter one is anyone do we know anyone in the herd is doing chasing chasing yellow the chase, the chase races 
I uh, no, just no yellow. chasing chasing yellow. So chasing I, yellow I saw, is a simulated tour. Yeah, I saw uh, Pedroza um, okay. in there. So not heard, but not not heard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I thought about it for about twenty minutes till I started working at the logistics of the schedule, and I'm like, that's not going to be feasible for me. Like six a.m. every day, and even then was like, oh well, it's one of them's Octobon. Like that's two hours pretty close to riding. <laughs> yeah, that was I think that was yesterday's uh course. Yeah, and I was like, because, oh that's, that's not gonna work. Cause it was big climbing day. Yep. So yeah. So lots of lots of different good stuff out there for people to try. Lots of going on in the summer on Swift before we can all get back ready again. Um, uh, we were talking about the the ladder series before we got on here, and I I would be interest interested if anybody uh, in the herd has been racing that um, because it's it's a new uh, race format to me, and I'm interested in hearing how that goes. I'm yeah, I actually absolutely. had just seen that uh, on the herd YouTube channel. There's a Club Ladder Herd of Cassowary versus the WMZ Drop Bears that I might uh, pull up and just see how those races go. Um, it, for anyone who doesn't know, like I I didn't, uh, it's a five-on-five team-based uh, competition where the points are all at the line, but I, I assume that it's it ends up with some more interesting tactics than you see in most Swift racing because it is, you know, one team versus another team. Yeah, and who, who what organization is putting that one on? I don't remember. Is that Dirt or Swift Insider? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, a collaboration between Team Electric, Spirit Co., TT1, Sunrise Racing, and Rhino Racing. Okay, so a bunch of them are working together to get it on. Which is good. That's good to see. Yeah. You know, I think I think you know, we've talked about this before a little bit, but Zwift is going to be working to rationalize resources and the early proliferation of community events organizers may not last indefinitely. So we're gonna have to work together and, and do stuff for new and innovative events. So Yeah, cool. but I mean also I, I like these kinds of things because it shows even if even if things start being more and more brought into the Zwift like under the Zwift umbrella, uh, coming up with things like this that are something different and having big participation in them means that okay, well maybe this is the type of thing that we need to implement ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So even if every like even if all of the uh the well attended race types end up being co-opted and taken over and mostly done by Zwift hey at least they're integrated and potentially you you get more of the um get more integration like we've been talking about points racing yeah. and how it would be nice if there were leaderboards and things during a race like uh if they it, it, it might mean that there is more uh, engagement from Zwift on the kinds of things that we all want from racing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If people go out and do a bunch of 
points races or whatever and and then Zwift will implement pieces that make that more fun. Yeah, yeah. In addition to all the other integration, yeah, for sure. Which is like a very video game thing, right? Like I don't like mm-hmm. not to get too far off topic, but like you do you guys know what Dota is? Am I getting like way out of way over my skis here? I probably will recognize it once you say what it well, is. Dota is a game. It's like a I'm trying to remember what they call it. Uh, it's like a done like a a massively multiplayer battle arena type game, right? You have your little like guy and he uses his powers or whatever, and it was huge. It was like the biggest like uh multiplayer online game probably for years and years and years. Uh, Dota Defense stands... of the Ancients. Yeah, it stands for Defense of the Ancients because that was a, a player made. Um, mod in the game Warcraft 3 Got and it, it became like the most played player mod and then they turned it mm-hmm. into a separate spin-off sure. game and made I don't know billions of dollars like I don't know what the player base for Dota was at a tight there's probably tens of millions so um, you know that that's wow. the same kind of ethos here that they're bringing to Zwift is a little bit of that video game ethos mm-hmm. like you guys go make a thing and then if it's super popular we'll probably make a better version of the thing well, I mean, it kind of makes some sense. I mean, it it's sort of free R and D, and and find out what's popular, and then you know, now the, now the trick there is always you know do you, you know, does the, the the big company swoop in, take all the all the intellectual property, make all the money, and whatever. So, but at the same point, there's probably some, you know, there's ways to handle that. Yeah, and, well, and I, most and and I'm pretty sure that in the terms of service, like no one else is allowed to make money off of Swift anyway, so. Yeah, well, I think I suspect that the model we will see is the one that they have followed when it comes to things like Zwift Power and WTRL, which is like, okay, you made a thing, it's kind of cool, so we'll check you some coins, but now it's ours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what I, the terms, obviously, between like WTRL are. But... Well, I am currently hoping uh, that that. I don't know how to say this, but the the Zwift Racing dot app uh, ratings mm-hmm. are so good, uh, and the the way that Zwift has implemented the the race ranking stuff is pretty questionable. We talked about this, but I you know I would hope that they kind of try to partner with uh, the people who have done that uh, because just being able to use those numbers as a like as a race organizer in game would be so useful yeah yeah that is that's a, that's totally another good thing that's you know community built community well, and, you know i know you know our, our volunteers who run the various race series put in quite a bit of work to do the things they do to make this stuff work i mean i i don't I suspect that we don't that they would all be and you know you guys may be more involved than I am. But if I was in that position, I'd be happy to have somebody else take all that work off my shoulders, and as long as they do it well, you know, um, and be so I can just go go race and go enjoy myself and not have to spend hours pulling stuff together. So, yeah, I am interested in hearing how the uh, Zwift Hill Climb series has been going. Um, I know that Chris has been doing them. Or I mean, at very least, he did the Road to Sky one, which I, I don't know why, if you're doing a one-off, why you would do that one. So I hope he's doing the whole series. Uh, but yeah, I want to hear how that has been going be- since he's been running the Climber's Gambit series since James has, uh, you know, yeah. gone pro. Uh, 
It'll, otherwise yeah. known as the James Sufferfest. Yeah. The James Billy Sufferfest. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I will say, like, I agree, like, good Zwift, like, incorporates more things and, mm -hmm. and brings more things, but I think you do lose a little bit of personality when it goes sometimes which yeah. you know is always kind of like and it'll just be up to those groups to bring that personality and the for the things they want that's different and like I, i'll jump into a z race and do a z racing series here and there but you know something like the herd will always be like my home because i like the people that are involved i like the ethos of it yeah. you know and everyone else will find their own thing like that yeah i don't i i think that there is something to be said for like i there are TT series on Zwift, or I, there have been. I don't know if, how how regularly they run. Uh, if I'm doing a TT, usually I want to do Stampede uh, rather than the big corporate owned one. And that, yeah. I, maybe that's. I, I feel like that's probably most of us in herd. We like doing the herd races. Yeah, I, you're just a little more creative with some things. You can take a little more license that you know you wouldn't be able to do with yep. if you're doing it for corporate. So. If it ain't broke, muck with it. <laughs> you haven't tried hard enough yet. <laughs> Good. Well, I think on that note, we will say thank you to Jeff Aldrich. Thank you to Sean Vogenberg. Thank you to everybody for listening. Enjoy your races, everybody. Boo and good night. Yep. Bye.